back to the David Glenn Show. Welcome back to Free For All Friday. We do have lines open for the first time in a long time. I do have one thing I promised from the National Football League. Again, Cam Newton's been diagnosed. It is a mild left foot sprain. He is expected to be ready to go by the September 8th regular season opener at Bank of America Stadium against the LA Rams. You have questions and comments. We have a question of the day. You do not have to bite on that. You can steer us elsewhere. That's why we created Free For All Friday. Only one more guest. It's former UNC star, former NBA player, still playing and with distinction in Europe. Bryce Johnson is back in North Carolina. He's going to be a part of some festivities here in the triangle part of our statewide audience. As we invite your questions, comments, complaints, and prognostications, you can be next at 1-800-849-2761. It is one of those fantastic stories where a Duke guy, in this guy, case Nolan Smith, and a Carolina guy, in this case Bryce Johnson, get together with others like them, throw a party, have some fun, play some basketball, raise some money for a great cause. And that is happening this weekend at both UNC and at Duke. Tomorrow in Chapel Hill, Sunday in Durham. You can learn more by visiting the website tcahoopathon.com. Nolan Smith has joined us annually, annually to talk about his Blue Devils and this great event. Bryce Johnson, first-round pick of the L.A. Clippers of the NBA three years ago after his All-ACC career with the Tar Heels. Bryce Johnson live in about 30 minutes. Your phone calls, questions, comments, and complaints on anything in the sports world, looking back at the week that was or looking ahead at the weekend to come. Highlights in case you're planning your weekend. If you're a baseball fan, you have the Yankees against the Dodgers in a three-game set. They are two of the best teams in all of Major League Baseball. That sport is coming down the stretch of its regular season. That could be a World Series preview, although the Astros and many others will have something to say about that. The Tour Championship brings the PGA Tour's regular season or postseason, I guess you could say, with the FedEx Cup playoffs to an end. It is round two today in Atlanta. Of course, there is no cut in the season-ending tour championship. Only 30 golfers earned their way there. And Brooks Kepka, Justin, Tur Justin Thomas, and Xander Schofley were the leaders going into today's second round. $15 million grand prize check awaiting the winner. The Little League World Series comes down the stretch this weekend in my home state of my original home state of Pennsylvania. The American finale will be Hawaii against Louisiana. That's tomorrow. The international finale will be Japan against Curacao also tomorrow. The winners of those matchups We'll meet each other, of course, in that U.S. champion against international champion matchup on Sunday. Miami's Hurricanes and Florida's Gators go at it tomorrow night on ESPN to launch the 2019 college football season. This is season number 150 for major college football. The first game played 150 years ago was played in front of about 100 people, 100 the Gators and the Canes will be playing in front of 50,000-plus in Orlando as Dan Mullen's number 8 Florida squad takes on Manny Diaz's Canes in Coach Diaz's first as a head coach at any level. He, again, has been that decorated defensive coordinator for the Miami Hurricanes. 1-800-849-2761 is your ticket into the program. The floating question of the day has generated some good answers. Is there any NFL team that would make the playoffs this year, even if it had to rely on its backup quarterbacks for a big chunk of the regular season or all of it? We don't believe this will be an eventuality for the Panthers. Again, Cam 
is injured. You won't see him again next week, but he is expected back for the Rams on September 8th. Some good answers. Teddy Bridgewater of the Saints. If New Orleans needs him, Jacoby Brissett of the Colts. If something should happen to Andrew Luck, which has happened before, maybe, maybe quality backups like a Daniel Jones with the Giants or a few others can be there. But again, are their teams good enough, even if those backup QBs are good enough? You can be next at 1-800-849-2761. If the scariest thing that happened in NFL's preseason action last night was the Cam Newton foot injury, and I would argue that that is the case, then the most unusual thing that happened was when the Packers met the Raiders north of the border. As intern Will takes your calls, and as we have reserved more of the best of Washington State football coach Mike Leach, from cats to cargo shorts to wedding advice, oh, there's more, and we have it for you, 1-800-849-2761. You're not the only ones who are allowed to be creative with your freedom on Free For All Friday. When the Packers and the Raiders met last night in Canada, just a preseason game, They walked out onto the field, and they saw holes in the turf in both end zones. Canadian football is played under different rules and on a different dimensions field than NFL football is played. Well, to cater to the NFL preseason game, Raiders against Packers, they had to move the goalposts. Well, wherever you move them from, it left a hole, and for whatever reason... The Packers coaches and the Raiders coaches felt that whatever patch-up job was done on where the goalposts were moved from was unsafe playing conditions for their guys. So everybody's out there. I mean, the referees don't know what to do. There has not been an NFL game played on a shortened field in almost a century. This is only preseason, but you also don't just want to send everybody home. All the fans are there. This is in Canada. It's not even a regular preseason game where maybe you can make your season ticket holders happy in some other way. This is a special preseason game north of the border. Well, one thing the coaches said after the refs said, hey, NFL headquarters wants us to get this game in. But we don't want to put you know, Aaron Rodgers and, the, and Derek Carr and these guys in physical jeopardy. So the coaches say... All right, if you force us to play, we're not playing our main guys. Aaron Rodgers did not see the field last night for the Green Bay Packers. They got the game in on an 80-yard field where they essentially, if you were watching, they put the orange pylons at the 10-yard line, and then the goal line would be the back of the end zone. So you played from the 10 to the 10, essentially. And you had to know where your feet were. If you were a wide receiver trying to catch a touchdown pass, you had to look at the orange pylons rather than looking down. You know, if there's a hash mark, that usually means you're still in the field of play. Well, not last night as the Packers played the Raiders, or at least the backups played for the Packers and the Raiders. I had no idea this was the case, but I thought it was worth sharing here on Free For All Friday, given the creativity that y'all bring to the table. 1-800-849-2761. Did you know that the last NFL game, the most recent NFL game, played on a shortened field, was not just a game. It was a game that determined the NFL champion. I kid you not, you cannot make this stuff up. Of course, people dove into the archives. Wait a minute. What is the precedent for playing at something shorter than a 100-yard field? Do we even throw the Raiders and the Packers out there? How do we tweak the rules for this reality? Well, in 1932, 
there was an NFL game to break a regular season tie. This is way before the Super Bowl, which came around in the late 1960s. This is even before what they came to call the NFL championship game. It used to be decided the way, say, Premier League and other international soccer leagues are still decided. It is a really short list of leagues that decide their champion by regular season standings. You know, ACC basketball still has a tournament. You can call yourself the regular season champion if you want, if you're first in the standings, but the official trophy goes to the winner of the ACC tournament, right? As we often say, there are lacrosse leagues in middle school in Bangladesh where they determine their champion with a postseason tournament. Like, that's the case almost everywhere you look in the world today, except, again, Premier League and other international soccer leagues still give it to the regular season champion. You are the champion if you're the regular season champion. There are other playoff-type tournaments for international soccer, but not that. So in the NFL, there was actually a rule instituted that there's no such thing as a postseason game. There was a year where they needed to break a tie because people got tired of just sharing trophies and having, you know, sports writers and fans argue over which, like back then it might have been like, which 6-1 and one team was better than which other 6-1 and one team if they didn't even play each other during the regular season. And it was weird enough back then. This is before the explosion of popularity of the NFL. It was weird enough that, you know, the old Chicago Staley's might have been 12 and 2 in the same league where somebody else was 6 and 1. Like that's how primitive it was. So they got tired of these regular season ties. And in 1932, they decide they're going to break a tie. They had to actually get past the rule that said we don't have playoff games. There is no postseason. So tired of ties, fans tired of it, coaches and players tired of it, tired of it. They decide to have essentially the first real NFL playoff game, and it was for the title. There's no bracket. It's just the two teams tied for first place play each other. And this game happened to be assigned to a very cold American city. It was the Chicago Bears by that point against the Portsmouth Spartans. The weather forecast was so bad that they were, and they were going to play at their usual outdoor stadium. It was, in fact, I believe it was Wrigley Field, the famous Wrigley Field, but it was used for football back then. The temperatures were projected to be near freezing at worst or in the teens at best, and they wanted people to show up, so they had to make a call. There was a nearby stadium called Chicago Stadium that is indoors. Well, in 1932... If you're converting an indoor stadium used for lots of other things, including the circus, but never for NFL football, well, you can't assume that it's 120 yards long with room to spare behind the pylons and in the end zone. You need 100 yards for the field. You need 10 for each end zone, right? So the Packers and the Raiders played on their makeshift 80-yard field last night. And sure enough, the only other modern-day example was the 1932 de facto NFL championship game. As it turned out, the Chicago Bears beat the Portsmouth Spartans 9-0, and they liked it so much that that was the last time that they had a rule against postseason play. What What do you know? People, fans, players, and coaches actually like 
deciding the title by playing it off between, in this case, the two best teams, or in other contexts, you know, it might need four college football playoff style. It might need more. It might need 68 to determine the NCAA basketball champion nowadays. Who knows how long it would have taken for the NFL to say, hey, playoffs sound like a really good idea. A makeshift 1932 NFL championship game changed that forever, and it was the most recent example until last night of an NFL game played on a shortened 80-yard field. And that, as Paul Harvey used to say, is the rest of the story. Your phone calls free-for-all Friday style on the other side. Bryce Johnson, UNC legend, former NBA first-round pick and player. Bryce joins us live in about 15 minutes. You can be next with your question, comment, or complaint. It is free-for-all Friday. We are talking Miami against the Florida Gators, Yankees-Dodgers, Tour Championship, Little League World Series, a little bit on a lot of other things. Team USA in men's basketball is going for gold at the World Cup and playing another exhibition tonight in Australia on its way to China. 1-800-849-2761 is your ticket into the program. We are following your lead. In turn, Will is taking your calls he built the best of mike leach those audio tidbits that we've been sprinkling in today we'll have more from the washington state philosopher king and more of your calls 1-800-849-2761 next on the david glenn show rob schneider joining us on the david glenn show when they try to have three days of the nfl draft on tv my friends are hey, you gonna watch the nfl draft that's like getting excited about a strip club that's still under construction <laughs> you see that building over there in a couple of months there's gonna be some breasts in there you're listening to the david glenn show to the david glenn show welcome back to free for all friday we are taking your questions comments and complaints we are between guests we have only one more but a visit with bryce johnson unc basketball legend first round nba draft pick continuing his career overseas but also raising money in the battle against cancer right here in our backyard he is in the triangle hooking up with his old buddy nolan smith of duke those guys are fighting that horrible disease together if you're lucky, Bryce Johnson may even dunk on you. He was recently out there at a North Carolina FC soccer match, and I believe when the team suggested you may even get dunked on if you come say hi to Bryce and help raise money for that great cause, uh, Bryce corrected them and said, oh, no, you, you will be dunked on. Bryce Johnson, live in about 10 minutes. Your phone calls now, 1-800-849-2761. Cam Newton got hurt last night, but we do have the diagnosis. Mild left foot sprain expected to be okay by the September 8th regular season opener. What should you believe? What should you not believe? It's hard to know for sure, but you will not see Cam Newton. You can know that for sure in preseason game number four. Lots of games continue in the NFL preseason this week weekend tonight tomorrow and on sunday night the highlights of the weekend as we invite your calls and give you one more pearl of wisdom from the incomparable washington state football coach mike leach he's joined us on our show for over a decade this week he broke down cats and why he's confused about why so many people hate or dislike cats 
We gave you his wedding advice earlier, his cargo shorts breakdown earlier. We did save his dating advice for you, so you might want to get pen and pad together because that wedding advice was really instrumental for anyone who's been there, done that, as you want to advise, though, those who may be heading that way. 1-800-849-2761. Gators, Hurricanes, college football tomorrow night. Yankees, Dodgers all weekend, two of the best teams in baseball. Tour championship through Sunday in Atlanta with the $15 million grand prize at stake as the golf season comes to an end. Little League World Series is up for grabs. A gold medal soon will be up for grabs in international basketball. A hockey star has a four-year suspension for cocaine and yet that suspension is not from the national hockey league strange story more on that after more of your calls and more from mike leach it is the best of mike leach as we exercise our free-for-all friday freedoms and we invite yours 1-800-849-2761 the same guy who gave you i believe like a capsule that you should never lose piece of advice on the right way to approach a wedding and what to expect from your significant other. This was his dating advice, as is often the case when the media's conversation with the Washington State football coach just steered a little bit off the rails. You want someplace casual to begin with because uh, you don't want something real formal in the beginning. So I recommend uh, Kegel's Steakhouse, which is very casual. There's very little salad there at Kegel's, so then the, the, the girl will be forced to eat in front of you, which is something that women hate. But if you can make them do it, the earlier the better. I'm a big movie guy. You can go to the Stars and Stripes Drive-In Theater because that's what they had in Cody, Wyoming. Then you want to end it somewhere like uh, some cool coffee shop type of place where there's bizarre-looking characters going in and out so that if the conversation isn't going well you can reference some of the uh, different characters you see coming and going from the place and then if it's a huge night and you're really having a good time then uh, you know you can uh, trade uh, computer uh, schemes and uh, and uh, emails and all that uh, mischief that people are up to on that uh, nowadays which I know nothing about. He is one of a kind. He is Washington State head coach Mike Leach. He was the national coach of the year in many people's eyes last year. He is the interview of the year on a regular basis and has been with us many, many times here on the David Glenn Show. Thank you to intern Will, representing William Peace University with distinction for giving us today the best of Mike Leach. The wedding stuff was the very best of the best of Mike Leach, but remember what he says about dating and cargo shorts and player girlfriends and cats as well. One thing I promised, Bryce Johnson and your calls, 1-800-849-2761. If you're a hockey fan, you're in your offseason. You may be waiting, if you're a Canes fan, on final word from team captain Justin Williams, who will turn 38 years old in October. Still no word on whether he's going to play. He has said, I'm not moving my family again at this stage of my career. And some have interpreted that to mean, well, it's either Canes or retirement. I don't know if it's quite that simple, but he is certainly stretching this decision out. Head coach Rod Brindamore said recently that he expects a decision this coming week, so that'll be one more loose end to tie, tie up for the Canes here in the offseason as they, for example, this week unveiled their new white road jerseys, which for the first time in Tom, T Tom Dundon's tenure as the owner gets the green light from the owner. He didn't like the old ones, he likes the new ones, and off we go. There's a Washington Capitals star named Evgeny Kuznetsov. And this past season, there was a video on social media that showed Kuznetsov 
surrounded in what looked like a hotel room with a powdery white substance. Now, the video was soon taken down from social media, and Kuznetsov, as you would imagine, a 20-goal-per-year type guy for the Washington Capitals. Yeah, the NHL had questions. The Washington Capitals had questions. Capitals fans had questions. And Kuznetsov kept saying, no, 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 that's misleading. I was there. That is me in the video, but I didn't do anything. I didn't take anything. I shouldn't be in those situations. I should be better than that. But that's not my cocaine or that's not cocaine, yada, yada, yada. The the NHL actually did investigate. And in the end, a combination of believing Kuznetsov's denials and not finding enough evidence to prove that he's lying got him off the hook. And the NHL just essentially shrugged its shoulders and said this young, you know, 27-year-old, I guess at this point, player for the Washington Capitals, nothing to see here. We saw what you saw. He says it wasn't his. He says it wasn't cocaine, whatever. We can't prove that he's lying, so let's go on about our business. Well, today, that story took a turn. And it was for the worse for Kuznetsov, although we don't know how the NHL is going to respond. The International Ice Hockey Federation has suspended Kuznetsov for four years. That is a really long suspension by sports standards. A four-year suspension, again, not by the NHL, which is what Canes or Capitals fans would care about, but by the International Ice Hockey Federation. So if Kuznetsov wants to represent his country, he's not going to be able to do that unless he appeals and wins this against this four-year suspension. So there was an IIHF World Championship back in May. And guess what? Part of that tournament is that you get drug tested. And guess what? The same Kuznetsov who was in the video surrounded by a white powdery substance but swore that it wasn't his and he didn't take any and he'd never do that and jeopardize his career that way. Anybody want to guess what he tested positive for in the IIHL or IIHF drug testing program. Indeed, go to the head of the class. Do not pass go. If you said cocaine, you are correct. He is not eligible to play international hockey for his native country until June of 2023. At that point, he'll be way past his prime. Who knows if they'll even want him anymore. How does the NHL react to this? We don't know. But you'd have to think they'll reopen their investigation now that there is a positive drug test on his resume. 1-800-849-2761 is your ticket into the David Glenn Show. We have Bryce Johnson joining us on the other side. You'll have one more chance for phone calls before we send you into the halfway to Margaritaville weekend. Bryce Johnson is continuing his pro basketball career overseas after that All-American performance for the Tar Heels. He has hooked up with Duke's Nolan Smith in the battle against cancer. And you can actually see those guys in Chapel Hill tomorrow and Durham on Sunday. Bryce Johnson on life, sports, basketball, the Tar Heels, the Blue Devils, and the fight against cancer next on the David Glenn Show. Mac Brown of the University of North Carolina. We got to win now. Let's don't start looking at rebuilding. Let's don't talk about how bad we are. Let's don't talk about we're not better than anybody. Let's figure out how to win. And that's what we've done. And, And the Coastal, because it's been up in the air every year, why shouldn't we have a chance? 
keep it dialed in to the David Glenn Show. David Glenn Show. Welcome back to Free For All Friday. Hal in Rayford once in on the brand new ACC network. Basketball legend Bryce Johnson is about to join us. You can exercise your Free For All Friday freedoms by dialing right now 1-800-849-2761. As we dial in Bryce Johnson, the Tar Heel legend, now continuing his career overseas after some time in the NBA as a first-round pick for the L.A. Clippers. We want to remind you of the website where you two can make a difference. You can actually meet Bryce Johnson, meet Nolan Smith, enter your own team, have a lot of fun, enjoy hoops, and also participate in the fight against cancer. The website to remember, and Bryce will tell us more about the details, is tcahoopathon.com. tcahoopathon.com. Nolan Smith has joined us every year. Uh, sometimes more than once a year to talk about his Blue Devils and this great event. And once again, it is back there at Duke on Sunday, as it's been in recent years. Bryce Johnson wasn't going to have that. He wasn't going to just let Duke battle against cancer. The former Tar Heel star joins us now, and you can catch the UNC portion of the Team Cancer America Hoopathon events in Chapel Hill tomorrow, then Durham on Sunday. Bryce, was it really that competitive edge, that Duke-Carolina rivalry that pulled you into this uh, thing? No, nah, not really. It was just it's a little, it's, it made it more fun to do. I mean, I've always been a person that wanted to get, uh, be a part of cancer research and stuff, so Nolan actually did a couple, couple years ago, and I didn't hesitate to join him in it, so I just wanted to help out as much as I can. That's all. For those who haven't been there in other years, give us a picture of what they could expect tomorrow in Chapel Hill or Sunday in Durham. So tomorrow there will be I will be there, and then people can come in. They can donate uh, money for however many shots they shoot. So say you want to shoot, shoot for two minutes, and then or however many you make, you can donate a, a dollar for each shot that you make. And then there will be some former guys there, and then some of the current guys try to get coach to come out there to say hey to people and just be there to support. What would happen if Nolan Smith and Bryce Johnson put on a one-on-one -on -one show for the attendees? How would that roll? How would it roll? I would definitely dunk on Nolan, and I would definitely win. So. <laughs> I, think, I, think he, I think he's a little washed up. I think you could back him down. There's a little bit of a height advantage there. Um, what's, oh, absolutely. It, what's it been like for you to return to the state where I know you're not too, too far from home, but uh, your college home is Chapel Hill, and uh, we've seen you as a pro in more recent years. What's the best part about coming home? I mean, like you just said, it's home. Like, I'm, I'm familiar with the area. I'm familiar with the people that are around here. I mean, it's always good to be home, so I consider this one my second home, so I love it here. I read that when Duke plays against NC State, you actually root for the Blue Devils. How do you explain that to either Tar Heel fans who might hate Duke or, uh, you know, Wolfpack fans wondering what you have against them? Uh, I mean, I'd just rather, I'd rather see Duke win than State win. That's all. What's behind it? Like a childhood thing I mean, or, or, it's, it's or what? Like, it's just like, a, it's like your little brother that you just don't want to win anything. You know, I just don't want State to win. I just have to have Duke win. Do you have more friends who played at Duke or more friends who played at State? Uh, definitely Duke. 
And who else is on that list besides Nolan Smith? Uh, I mean, Nolan's probably the biggest one okay. right now. But I've, I've played against quite a few of them that have played there before in like AAU and played against them in high school. So that's how I know most of them. What are your thoughts as you continue your career overseas? I've heard Sicily and Italy are amazing places, but uh, I don't know how much you've traveled the world. I mean, it, I, have, I haven't been over yet, but this is my first year going over, so I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited. Uh, and a lot of great beaches, so I look forward to doing that on off days and just being able to travel and, just, like I said, just be a part of it. Having been an NBA player, if you had advice for guys like, you know, UNC's Cam Johnson or Kobe White or any of these Duke guys heading to the league, what would that advice be? Uh, I mean, it's going to be a grind for sure. It's a long season. 82 games is a long season. Uh, Got to take care of your body. Uh, every game, every game of chance that you can. Like I said, it's just it's going to be a grind. You have to understand that. Just be ready for it. What place does Roy Williams have in your world today, and what was the most important thing you learned from him during your time with the Tar Heels? Uh, he's, he's a big role. Uh, definitely, it's not bigger than basketball with him. So, probably the biggest thing I took away was that the basketball is going to start at some point. So, you're going to have to do something else. And he's always taught us to be something other than just a basketball player, whether it be impacting the community, whether it be doing stuff in the classroom and all those different things, just something else that's not basketball-related to continue your life because at the end of the day, basketball is going to end someday and then you got to find something else to do. Bryce Johnson's joining us on the David Glenn Show. Follow him on Twitter at bjohnson underscore 23 and check out, most importantly, the website. It's the TCA, that's Teen Cancer America, tcahoopathon.com. You can register there. You can learn more details there, and you can – Be a part of it tomorrow in Chapel Hill at UNC and Sunday in Durham at Duke. Uh, What is the state of your game? What is the state of your health as you head overseas? Uh, I'm highly motivated and extremely healthy, so I'm ready ready to dunk on somebody like I did in college. That's pretty much where I'm at right now. I know there's like a, a, a hundred places to play in the world nowadays. I mean, you and all your Carolina buddies, it feels like you've played in a, not you yet, but a, a hundred different countries. We read about, you know, Greece and Cyprus and China and Japan and uh, all those various places, Turkey, et cetera. How did you navigate all that stuff? What, what makes, you know, one league more compelling than another? Is it more about the league? Is it more about the part of the world you're living in, the beaches, I mean, the food, uh, and the rest? I don't know. Like I said, this is my first year uh, doing it, so I'm, I'm, I don't know how to navigate through it yet, but over the next few years, if I continue to be overseas, then I'll navigate with it, and then I'll have to come back to you with that, because, I mean, I'm, like I said, I'm just looking forward to it, man. It's, it's all all, uh, all about playing ball, man. I just want to go out there and play. Orlandina Basket of the Euro League. The Euro League supposedly is the next best league in, in the world, right, behind the NBA? Yeah. And do you know do you know a second language at all, or are you going all English no. all the time as you head over there? Just... I'm going all English all the time. <laughs> I've read that they in, in international basketball they actually put you up in your living arrangements and sometimes even give you the place to live or the car or whatever. I know that's different in the NBA. I imagine you're responsible for all that on your own, right? Yeah. So over there, they they take care of all those things for you, which is a which is a good thing. And, 
I mean, I, I wouldn't know way to do it over there. So, I mean, that's, that's probably part of it, why they do it. So, it's, it's definitely very helpful for them to be able to just tell me where I'm supposed to live and then have a car ready for me so I can get to where I need to be and prepare to just play, just worry about playing, really. I saw you tweet about an incoming Tar Heel player, Cole Anthony. How much do you get to watch your former college team as a professional? And clearly, you're still close enough to the program that you already know a bunch about a guy who's not even played a game for the Tar Heels yet. Well, I mean, uh, I I watch him a lot. If you you look at some of my tweets, sometimes I'm tweeting during the game, and I get mad just like the rest of the fans. I understand why they got mad at me during games uh, when I was playing. So I, I understand it from their ex- <laughs> the aspect of, of it now. So, but other than that, I mean, I, I pretty much watch as many games as I can. Uh, like I said, I, love, I just love basketball. So but no problem for me just saying to people and watch the Tigers play because you know, I like to see us win. Well, when you rave about the incoming freshman point guard, is that because like you've seen him in all-star games at the high school level or is that because you've actually been out there on the court with him? Well, I've played pickup with him a few times, and I was impressed. And then I've also, I mean, he went to Oak Hill, so, you know, Oak Hill's always on TV. You can always see them. And he's all over Instagram on uh, working out with a guy in New York. So, and you can see him just about everywhere that you possibly can. So, As we let you go, give us an idea of some of those Chapel Hill games. How far, how, over how many years does, like, a, a game stretch? I mean, I, you, it's not like you're seeing guys from – the 80s and 90s anymore as they get older, but uh, you might have an incoming freshman playing with a guy who what left Carolina a decade ago. Uh, around like so around like the, the Josh from 2005 still come around and play, and then I don't think anybody before that does. But around the time of the 2005 team, 205 yeah. team, they they still come around and play though. That's and they pre- do. Yeah, that's so. a pretty long stretch. Oh yeah. That's 15 years worth of Tar Heels. You see some Marvin Williams occasionally out there. That's like a gray beard of the NBA. Yeah, he's, he's usually around. Uh, he comes around in the weight room, and he'll be on the court sometimes. Then sometimes he'll play, play like the camp game. A lot of guys play in the camp game for, for all the coaches, campers, and stuff. So. Anything you want to add about the Teen Cancer America Hoopathon as we thank you for your time on the David Glenn Show and send you into the weekend? I mean, just I look forward to seeing everybody in Chapel Hill tomorrow from 11 to 2. Uh, you don't have to go to Duke, but uh, you can definitely come to Chapel Hill. We're, we're always welcome there. Even though I have to go to both, you're always welcome at Chapel Hill. So just it's always, it's always a warm welcome there. Well done. Bryce, thanks for the time on our show, and best wishes both tomorrow in Chapel Hill, Sunday in Durham, and also when you head to Sicily. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. You got it. Always fun. Bryce Johnson, the former All-ACC and All-America from the North Carolina Tar Heels. Clippers first-rounder, NBA player, now headed to Orlandina Basket of the EuroLeague, which is based in wonderful Sicily right there off the shores of lovely Italy. I believe the lovely and talented Maria extended family is originally from Sicily slash Italy. So he's got that going for him which is nice. The funds raised tomorrow and Sunday, Chapel Hill tomorrow, Durham on Sunday, will help support Teen Cancer America programs that are in development at the Duke Cancer Institute and the UNC Lineberger Comprehensive Cancer Center. See how they're doing this double whammy? Not just Nolan Smith in the royal blue. It's not just just Bryce Johnson in the Carolina blue. It's UNC's Cancer Center. It's Duke's Cancer Institute. And it is a weekend event. Team Cancer America Hoopathon. Learn more now 
registration and details for how you can participate, tcahoopathon.com, tcahoopathon.com. Com. All right, we have a final run of phone calls on the other side. A final chance to look back at the week that was and also a fun weekend to come. I can't get excited about NFL preseason football, but I am excited about Miami against Florida in the college football regular season opener. I am excited about Yankees versus Dodgers head-to-head, perhaps a World Series preview a little while in advance. I'm excited about the Tour Championship where someone will grab the $15 million winner's check. I'm even a little excited because I've gone to Williamsport, Pennsylvania and seen the Little League World Series, and I've shared the story many times. I never made it to Williamsport, but I did represent Great Valley Little League in the Little League World Series. Now, we didn't win enough games to advance that far in the bracket, but I get to say forever that I played in the Little League World Series. I tend to leave out that we were 0 wins, 0 wins, and 2 losses, and that's why I didn't even get to sniff Williamsport unless it was as a spectator. 1-800-849-2761. Greg wants in from Burlington. Hal wants in from Rayford. The ACC Network has launched. The college football season is here. The NFL preseason continues. Team USA is seeking gold in China in basketball with Kemba Walker leading the way. The Winston-Salem Open is almost over in the tennis world, and the U.S. Open starts its main draw on Monday with, among the early matches, Serena Williams against Maria Sharapova. 1-800-849-2761. More on those stories, and you can take us off the beaten path with your question, comment, complaint, or prediction. 1-800-849-2761. Next on The David Glenn Show. Mike Lupica, welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Sports used to be called the toy department, and I said, look at the political scene and, and, and tell me that's any more real or, or more serious than what we see when people say, oh, stick to sports. Who we'll, we'll passed that law? You're listening to the David Glenn Show. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. We are coming down the stretch on today's program. And down the stretch they come. And we are halfway to Margaritaville. We know many of you are as well. You get one more shot. Questions, comments, complaints, predictions. Tom is in Greensboro and has App State on his mind. Doc is in Raleigh and has Duke on his mind. Others, the NFL. Hal and Rayford is thinking about the ACC Network, which did launch last night. I've written a lot about that. It is uber important to the future of the Atlantic Coast Conference, especially financially. Darren and I watched at the Glenn household the class that saved Coach K documentary. I gave it very good reviews. Remember, in less than a week, the actual games begin exclusively on the ACC Network, including... Clemson against Georgia Tech, last year's national champion in the season opener, ECU's trip to NC State, and several others just next weekend. If you're like a Florida State fan, I think two of their first four games are exclusively on the ACC network, especially these football-passionate fan bases are not going to tolerate them being one of the really down to about a half a dozen major carriers that have not yet signed on. And only two, I would say, huge carriers. If you're a Dish Network satellite customer, that doesn't give you any consolation if you want the ACC Network. And if you're a Comcast Xfinity cable customer, again, a lot of our friends in Virginia fit that description. No consolation for you either. But hundreds of smaller and mid-sized carriers and half of the biggest carriers 
are signed on as it had what I would consider a very successful launch compared to the Pac-12, compared to the Big Ten, and even close to what the SEC launched with five years ago. Hal, welcome to Free For All Friday. How are you? I'm doing great, DG. How are you on this great Friday? Doing well, man. Looking forward to the weekend. What's going on? Yep, get, getting it started, doing a little, getting ready for some football tonight, high yes, school sir. football. But uh, I posed a quick question since you got so many guests coming up. Am I being too much of a homer, or is this really a possibility? Not now, but in the first three to five years, the ratings just for the ACC network will surpass the SEC's. Ooh, I think – it's unlikely. I do think the ACC has a chance to be successful or as successful or close to it to the SEC for other reasons. I do think it's fair to say, and you'd probably agree with me because you and I know each other, generally speaking, SEC fans are even more passionate about football than ACC fans. Would you agree with that? I agree. Generally. Now, I'm not – casting stones here like we all know Clemson fans and Florida State fans and Virginia Tech fans Miami fans there's plenty of schools that think football first in large numbers in their fan bases but the ACC in my experience is the number one most passionate fan base on men's basketball one or close to it on a lot of Olympic sports and then I put the ACC up there somewhere behind the SEC when it comes to passion for football again it varies school by school it varies person by person but generally speaking the SEC is the most intensely passionate football fan base and that helps the SEC network and you know fans wanting to see Syracuse play UVA in the basketball home uh, or season opener, or you know, Roy Williams and the Tar Heels host Notre Dame. Both of those basketball games are exclusive to the ACC network, just like 40 different football games are exclusive to the ACC network. What the ACC has, even over the SEC, is a bigger geographic footprint. If you're in states, you have schools in states that make up an even greater population with even more pay TV households by a significant margin than any of the other Power Five leagues. Well, just good old-fashioned demographics and economics tell you that you have a chance, even if you don't match the SEC Network's ratings, you still have a chance of being as successful or close to the success. They'd, they'd, I think I'm not speaking out of school when I say ACC fish officials would love to be comparable to the success of the SEC network because the SEC network is by far the most successful in the history of these channels. The Big Ten network eventually was a success, but it's not like printing money the same way the SEC does. The SEC is where the bar is set. And they were successful right out of the gate five years ago, still successful with almost 60 million subscribers today. The ACC Network launched last night with way more subscribers than the Pac-12 launched with or the Big Ten launched with, and even comparable to what the SEC launched with. Now, what's more important is how many subscribers you have over time. Your day one number is not as important as after people check you out, how many carriers are going to add you that don't have you yet? And how many people will subscribe and pay for it? Sometimes you need to subscribe to an extra tier just to get the SEC or ACC network or one of those other channels. So the starting point was a very good one, an extra base hit, if not a home run or a grand slam. If they can land Dish and Comcast soon, a lot of those SEC deals went past the launch of the channel. 
but happened in the week leading up to their first actual football games. Maybe the ACC network has an announcement along those lines coming. If so, it gets closer to a home run launch. We all know that the real numbers are going to pour in year by year, and only then will we know if the ACC has planted a money tree that's anything like what the SEC and the Big Ten have with their channels. Thanks for listening, Hal, and for contributing with your question. Thanks to all of you for being with us for all or part of this last week. Enjoy the weekend. We'll see you Monday on the David Glenn Show. Mr. President, Barack Obama, welcome to the David Glenn Show. How are you? David, it's great to be on. It's wonderful to, to talk to the folks in North Carolina. I always say uh, I love the state of North Carolina. Love the people in North Carolina. Even the folks who don't support me down there are nice to me. The David Glenn Show.